Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 222 of the Keep Moving Forward podcast with me, your host, Anthony DiDomenico, coming to you live every Monday night, live on Facebook, live on Instagram, over at Comic Anthony D. And as always, the podcast is available at anchor.fm slash KMF podcast. Also available on iTunes. And while you're on iTunes, please, five-star rate and review. Very important with the name change. Category changes that you five-star rate and review. Get the podcast out there. I'm begging you. I beg you guys every week. but You don't seem to be doing it. So five-star rate and review. Check that out. There will be a bonus episode this week. It's looking like Wednesday. Wednesday will be the bonus episode. Can't wait to tell you guys about the Blue Dot Brunch I went to yesterday. And also probably one of the best weekends I've had in a long time. So I'll be talking about that at the bonus episode. To get the bonus episode, go to patreon.com slash kmfpodcast.com. You'll get this week's bonus episode as well as all past episodes, patreon.com slash KMF podcast. Built Bar is coming out with some new flavors. Uh, a birthday cake marshmallow bar, the Puffs. They're going to have a birthday cake one. It's absolutely delicious. They sent me some samples. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it or not, but I'll say it anyway. But just look for it at builtbar.com. Use code Podcast. Save yourself 10% off your order, at least 10%. If they're running a code, uh, running a promo, you can still use my code and tack on that savings as well. Sail Away Coffee is the best nitro brew out there. It's absolutely my favorite coffee. I'm going to be trying something this week. I didn't get to do it this weekend. A creation. I've been seeing it out there uh, in different vending machines. I've seen people do it online. I'm going to make my own, so stay tuned for that this week. Uh, but you can get your Sail Away Coffee at sailawaycoffee.com. Use code WWBRO10 to save 10% off your order. The link for John Ziegler's GoFundMe is still live in my link tree. Go to Comic Anthony D. Click on my link tree. Give what you can, when you can, if you can. Every little bit helps. Uh, John is recovering um, from his fight with cancer, so every little bit definitely helps. And if you're in the the Long Island area, please check out his uh, debut comedy special. Filming live May 21st, 7 p.m. at Governor's Comedy Club in Levittown. Go to govs.com for tickets. John Ziegler's Getting My Affair in Orders. Once again, that's Governor's Comedy Club in Levittown, New York. Saturday, May 21st, 7 p.m. Tickets are available at govs.com. They're going quick, so definitely go ahead and get yours today. It's going to be an awesome show. I heard Chris Roach is opening on that, so you're definitely going to want to go and check that out. And we're going to keep it in the uh, comedian sort of uh, subject tonight. I got my buddy Joe Fernandez on the podcast. Joe, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Good to see you. It's been a while. Good to see you, too. I'm thinking, like, I can't remember the last time I saw you. I'm, I, it was definitely before the pandemic. Um, I think possibly at McGuire's. Yeah, I think I, last time I was at McGuire's, me and you hung by the bar a little yeah. bit after the show. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. it's a good club. I missed that club. I haven't been back since. <laughs> McGuire's was my favorite out of um, <laughs> McGuire's is my favorite out of all the all the three clubs on Long Island. That was always and the comics too was their favorite one to go to. 
even though it was like way way out there. But uh, I haven't really been back there since either. So uh, yeah, Long Island's a tough slog from Jersey. Yeah, you it's know what? So weird. It takes me like I did. What's that one? That theater in the big theater in Long Island. Everyone does the uh, Paramount. The Paramount. I did the speakeasy downstairs. Yeah, I did that too. It took me about three and a half hours to get there. Thirty-five minutes to get home. It's the same for us too, though. The other way, it's like yeah, you know, I know, it's insane. Like when I come down to to Jersey, especially the Jersey Shore, I know it's two hours at least to get to the bridge, to get just that's just to Verrazano, and then get to through Staten Island, and then it's usually once I get to the Jersey Turnpike, it's it's a half an hour to wherever I'm going, but and then coming home, it's nothing. It's it's the yeah. it's the craziest weirdest. I don't know how people work here and like do that every day. Now, or they just have. I th- I feel like the engineers just gave up. Like we don't know how to fix this. You just <laughs> you're just gonna give up years of your life. That's the only solution yeah. we came up with. That's why we invented radios, so you could just sit in your car and, and listen to them. Because we're not gonna we're not gonna even attempt to to get this in a different direction. But it's just, to me, I don't mind being in the car. People always like, you know, when they, I have to drive somewhere, I'm like, yeah, I'm used to doing it. I've driven hours upon hours for, for, for just one show and then oh, come yeah, back yeah. home. That's, you know, I just, used I, just that, right? I don't know the traffic patterns in Long Island. So, okay. like, um, you know, you're sitting there in traffic. It's like you'll be there in two and a half hours. And then you're there for, you, you see the time keep going up. It stays at two and a half hours, yet you're sitting there for another hour. You're like, I don't, know, I don't even know how time is working right now. Like, time does not exist here on Long Island as far as traffic is concerned. It's just the t- the traffic pattern is the pits. That's exactly what the pattern is. Yeah, and it's so got. I always more- have a text ready. I might be there. Yeah, just you have to leave like three days before, and then you yeah. might show up on time. It's gotten worse because people moved like during the during COVID. People moved from the city here to Long Island, so the traffic now is just. It's absolutely insane. And I, I drove from, I was actually in Wayne, New Jersey yesterday. I went to um, a WW event. And about an hour getting there in the morning and then coming home, you know, just, it was like twice the amount of time because you get in traffic going into Bronx and then Long Island. So it was, uh, it was a fun, fun ride home. I mean, but it could be worse. I mean, it could be, you know, could have been, uh, I could have blown a tire like, Three guys did on the way. I mean, I saw. I saw. Do you have that fear? I, I always have that fear when I'm driving somewhere that I'm gonna like my car's gonna break down. I did it this past winter. Really? He- heading down to to a show down the Jersey Shore at Uncle Vinny's, and my tire blows out. I mean, blows out like not just like a hole, like shreds like, everywhere. Sh- <laughs> it, yeah, it's just shredded. <laughs> and I got that little jack that comes with the cars. <laughs> we got to crank it, like. And I was so I was so like crazed about getting on time. Yeah. That I just started cranking and forgot to put the emergency brake on. <laughs> so I finally get it up and it goes, boof. Oh my God. And I was just like, I'm, and my hands are freezing. And it's you know, it I just I haven't bought it yet, but I've been telling myself, go get like a nice jack that just pumps nice and this little wheel turn. Yeah, the the the, the pumps the, the jacks I have I had a flat recently and it's just that thing that you just spin it. It's like, but it never hooks on. It always unhooks, and it takes forever to get the car up. It. I mean, I always say I said the same thing too. Why don't I just buy the one they have at the shop where they just pump it a couple of times and the car's up and you have everything yeah. to worry about. Especially if you're traveling a lot, but you know, it's because it's more fun just to. With the see, I can't even change my own tire. I had to call my dad to do it. I'm 42 years old. My dad had to change my tire. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I never. I can't. Uh, I'm not any kind of mechanic with a car type of thing. I, it just doesn't compute with me. I, I uh, can't. I can't figure it out. I had a type of dad that if he had a flat tire when we were growing up, he'd make us go do it. <laughs> you my, gotta learn. Yeah, my dad should have probably done that. I mean, my I feel like if that like was the case, my life would have turned out a lot differently. I, like, you know, there's things in life where you could have like if I just learned how to change a tire. That would have been it. I feel like I have a memory though of like being like twelve on the on like the turnpike with trucks going by hundred miles an hour. While my dad was smoking in the front, like <laughs> leaning on the car while I'm uh, jacking it up and trying with all my might to unscrew the things. He's in the car while you do it. That's hilarious. No, he's like on the side oh. of the car, just like smoking. It's one of those that. memories you have. You're like, I don't know if I made this up or it's a real memory, but it's very vivid. <laughs> it's probably real. I mean, it was, you know, you think about when we grew up, it was not now. It was different, very different, you know. Because, um, you know, when you're a kid, you exaggerate everything. It, it, it probably was even on the turnpike. Yeah. It was probably just on some side road with like cars going 25 miles an hour. But in my 12 year old brain, I'm like, they were going a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> it works and better that doing way. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely works better that way. But now I know how to change a tire and I don't have fear. Actually, I still do have fear on the side of the road. There's nothing worse than changing the tire while cars don't care about you. No, it's I don't like I see people like even like what's crazy if it's on the passenger side. Yeah, OK, it's you're you feel a little more safe when people like actually on the highway changing the tire like this. They're, they're like half on the lane, half in the thing. I'm like, are you afraid to get smacked with a car? I got to get like a safety patrol vest from like elementary <laughs> school that reflects. <laughs> Just pretty because I was sitting there. I'm like, of course, I'm wearing a black button up to go to the show. Yeah, you try to look jeans. nice for the show. Dark yeah. jeans on. It's like you know. <laughs> I mean, I have a pale face, but I have a white car, so it's probably just all blending in. It's just yeah, you kind of blending into the tire and the the hole where the tire goes, and then just like you know, it's. Yeah, I, I can't believe that. Ha- that's like my oh. my worst fear. And like one time, I had a car break down during COVID on the way to a gig. Luckily, I was close enough to putt putt. To like a close enough parking lot. Yeah. Nobody was working. This is after COVID. Nobody was working. So they didn't have enough tow trucks. I broke down on Friday. They didn't bring my car to my mechanic till Monday. It sat in this parking lot oh till God. Monday when I left the key on the tire. So my broken down car was there with the key on the tire. And then you guys try to get into it and like try to ah, it doesn't start. They put the key back on the tire. It's yeah. Like, There's uh, nothing in there. They're like, this guy has nothing but water bottles. <laughs> He's the thirstiest guy ever. And it smells like a corgi. <laughs> well, I'm really happy to have you on tonight, Joe. Um, you promote in your new web series that you came out with. You don't know Joe. It comes out May 6th. Ma- uh, I don't know Joe. May 4th. Uh, there we go, Anthony. Wait, a, you don't. <laughs> you don't know Joe. May 4th. Okay. I was like, I was like, you said you don't know Joe. I'm like, all right, we're gonna get the date. He goes May. 6th. I said May 6th. I'm sorry. But um, it's on YouTube, so you can watch it on May 6th too. It's not like it's a one time. Right. Well, watch it May 4th. I mean, watch. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe before May 4th to youtube.com slash Joe Fernandez. You'll get a notification. Anthony, you had one job. You had one job. And, uh, uh, you, you blew it. It's all right. I'm grateful you just have me on. No, well, <laughs> I and like you were actually, I was very lucky to preview the first two episodes. Um, I loved it. It was absolutely, it was hilarious. It was funny. I liked the concept. Um, a guy in therapy. Now, was this like something that came from like real life or just something you were playing around in your head with for a while? Yeah, like I um I started talking about ther- my therapy experience in my stand-up act uh years ago. I have a few bits on my first album about it and uh it's just it it's just like a source of of great material cuz like, you know, this character you know, 
it's like you know a lot of times we go to therapy we get great advice but like we just don't apply it yeah like, yeah that sounds great <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna use it but it's awesome so like you know the character's very like it's it's me but like to a goofier degree yeah where it's like i want help i ask for help but i just don't do anything with the help that's given to me <laughs> No, it was a, the the. I don't want to give too much away, but you know the the first episode with the therapist, I was laughing my ass off um, because I feel I would be the same same way. I don't know if you want to go into it too much. Well, yeah, well, it's yeah, I'll, a little bit, but yes, like a little, uh, give a taste, a little taste, a little taste. But yeah, no, that's a true story. It happened to me one time where I got a therapist and I went and they were just beaut like like way too attractive for me to. Pay attention. I'm like, this just isn't this isn't gonna work. This is not this is not gonna like I'm I'm here for the thoughts that I'm having towards you right now. So I gotta Yeah, I mean like, I, I went to therapy a couple of times. I never had that, that problem. Uh, I where I was always like the opposite. Like I would never sleep with this person. Um but like I can't imagine if it's like, you know, because we're guys, you know, and this is attractive, but I would also feel like self conscious now because I would in some way I would think in my mind, even though it wouldn't happen, I could get her. Now I'm telling her these problems that are the reason probably why I'm single. I, that would be a problem for me. Like I would just shut up. I wouldn't say anything. I'd just be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. That's what it was. Yeah, and it was in the episode, it was it was really funny how that went. Um, it just, it's just great because, you know, it is, I think, tough, like, you know, especially in real life with, with guys going to therapy. One, it's, it's, a, it's a taboo subject a lot of the times. Guys don't talk about it. See, I've known, you know, I've worked with you before. I know you do talk about it in your act. Um, and my audience will go see you. I'm, I'm demanding they do it. You go look up Joe and, and go see him. You'll, he'll talk about it as well. Now, was this more you wanted to cover this kind of topic coming out of, like, what we came out of these last two years where mental health now is being brought more into the forefront? Um. I don't know if it was that in-depth of doing it. Like, actually... Yeah. Prior to COVID, I had uh, three of the seven episodes written. We were go- okay. about to film them. Like, just no, be a th- like, no, yeah, that, that wasn't at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> no, you know, it, it's you know what it is. It's like because it's like you write what you know. Yeah, that's the best stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm well, not currently right now, but I was in therapy up until co- for the two, three years pre-COVID, like pretty heavily every week. Okay. So I was just kind of putting this into into comedy, and and like you know what I mean. So it's yeah. like, um, yeah, and it's just it's just like I joined a writing group during COVID, and I uh, wound up writing four more episodes. Okay, so yeah, I was gonna ask you how did you uh, how did you get into like really writing this like you know and then um, so with a writing group was this like something that you fleshed out like openly or like originally you had like a premise i see i've never written like a i've never finished any like kind of like screenplay or anything like that so that's what i'm always curious about so when you bring this like to the writing group do you just have like ideas and everybody then fills in the the, the lines or do you basically have it all written out and they kind of like punch it up for you well the, the way our writing group works i got invited by one of my old acting teachers during COVID. he's like we're gonna meet on zoom every monday and it was great and um the way we do it is we give out a writing prompt every week. Okay. Just any it, a, a phrase or like it, the phrase could be like, uh, what'd you have for dinner? So each person's going to write something about that, either using those words in like a three page script 
and then we read everybody's every week. So some of the pro- like I wrote so much during COVID, not just about the web series, but some some weeks the prompt would make me think of something, and I'm like, that would be a good web series topic for that yeah. character. And it was in you know, so then I usually you know you write a first draft with them, they like it, and then they'll tell you what they people just say like what they liked or what was confusing about it. And then you go, uh, you know, change it up. And that, that's a great writing exercise because, um, a comedian friend of mine told me that what he would do is when he was stuck, like, you know, trying to, you know, in a, in a block or a funk or something, he would go to a library, just take a book, open a book and just point to something. And whatever that sub, like the sentence or whatever it was about, he wrote about that. Yeah. And it was like, because it was something so out of the realm of what he was thinking, it got his brain going again. And then, you know, things started coming out. And me, I never tried that because I don't go to libraries. But, you know, it is something that I, it's just curious. Like, you know, you get something that you're not really, you know, that focused on. And now you have right. to write about it. Did it help with your stand up as well? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. You know what it is? Because it's just like, um, like getting the prompt every because I I mean speaking for myself like before I was doing this with this group it was like you you're like I want to think of something good like what and you just I would just go nowhere but now it's like like someone recommending a prompt every week it just fires off a part of your brain you didn't know would do it so sometimes I would write a three because the scripts we do every week is like three pages we try to keep it simple yeah um sometimes that idea would I would be like that'd be a good bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you got you got a whole joke out of it. Yeah, it's a whole thing. You got a whole joke. So like the screenplay was mediocre, but there was something about it that I could tell on stage that worked. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just, a good way to go about it. And just the like I used to have writer's block and with the writing see cuz a couple of the guys in this group are like professional writers. And they're they're like you know the way to get out of writer's block is to write even if it sucks. Mm-hmm. So I just got in this habit of not worrying about if it sucks because I saw these guys who are pros putting out stuff that wasn't, you know, pulp fiction. You know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> well, you know? I know. Cause I, I get to think I'm in a writer's block. If I don't like what I'm, I just stop. Like, it's just like, you know, cause you get aggravated and frustrated. Yeah. But I guess the thing is to keep like, you know, just, you got to push through that and just like get rid I guess that's what's in your head. So you gotta get, get rid of that, push through it. And then, you can get to the good stuff. And well, like, the first draft of everything sucks. That's the one thing yeah. you have to like. No, like every, no one writes a great first draft. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's it's funny. Like, you know, you think you're going to write it. You think yeah, I'm going to change the game. I'm going to write something here. That's going to be like amazing. And then but you have to go through those rewrites. Oh yeah. It starts with like, this is, I have an amazing idea. This is amazing. Then it slowly goes down to you, right? You're like, this stinks. No one likes it. <laughs> it's just, you, it's just the creative process. <laughs> so that was good that you had people to bounce that off of. Now that you, when you you're doing this show, uh, how many people are actually involved in in the uh, creative process of this? Um, I used um all, a lot of my stand up friends from Jersey, and uh, the main character who, along with me, that plays my therapist, and she was I I went to acting school with her. Okay, so me and her acted in a lot of one act plays together. So I it was like. Sometimes when you work with people, like I had her in mind when I even wrote that character. I'm like, I just picture her and like, you know, I know how hard of a worker she is. So yeah. like you like like people like that inspire you. So 
she's such a good actress that like when we would get together with my script, because I always tell my actors, I'm like, yo, if you have an idea, even if you think it's silly, a way of phrasing things different than I said, just say it. Just tell me because I want this to be the best it can be. I don't want it like I'm not like some playwright like you must say my words that are so brilliant. <laughs> it's like I'm doing a five minute film here, you know, five minutes. You will not go off script. You will go off book on my production. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I got like uh, we had my friend Ann Hennessy, comedian Mike Gaffney, KP Burks in it a little bit. Everyone's yeah. got like a lot of my friends have a little bit of roles. Jackie Byrne kills it. in She it was in great. I, yeah, she was good in her episode. And it's great because I know all the, you know, I know everybody from just performing with them and, and stuff. It was good to see everybody. Because last time I saw Mike, we actually did New Year's Eve 2020. So we uh, we started the uh, pandemic. You know, we, we brought the house oh. down. I think it was after that. Like, no, we're going to shut it down. Let's just let's shut all this down. We were, yeah, we were up in Glens Falls and uh, on New Year's Eve. It was uh, so he, it was good seeing him again. He's a and he's funny in it. He's always he always makes me laugh yeah. on stage, off stage. He's a very funny guy. I, uh, KP, I didn't see his episode yet, but he always makes me laugh as well. And Jackie was great in it. She she was she's a really good actress. I didn't realize that she was that good. Yeah, she she was she was great. Gaffney's in uh, like most of the episodes. He's other than Anne, he's in it the most. Um, actually, we wrote a, an episode together, episode five. It's about gambling. Because um, I, I put it out to, uh, I had a you know whatever a few like f- five episodes written, and I said, if any of you guys have an idea, you guys know the character, throw it out. Because I would you know Mike was like, hey, I think we could do this, and I'm like. Yeah. So me and him yeah. got together for cigars on my back porch and just were bouncing ideas and wrote this script. And, you know, there it is. You, you filmed it, you put it in the can and COVID times, man, there's not COVID. a lot of stand up. So like, no, I'm, I got to do something. Yeah, I hear you. I, I focus on the podcast here. That's what I really push through with, with, with COVID. But, you know, it's funny, like uh, get back to what you're saying about, like, you know, you let people have an input on what like the script is. Uh, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, and he said he I I, I went and saw his uh, you know he, Jay and Silent Bob reboot or whatever, and he did like a Q and A afterwards, and he said like he's very strict. He you could only in the movies there's no improv, mm-hmm. and he said like him and Affleck were going back and forth one day, and he's like no he goes he goes listen if you think you can go write another movie and you think you can write something that's better go ahead, and then uh, Jay goes to him what happened he goes. He won the Oscar with Goodwill Hunting. He wrote it like you know it was like a whole it was like a thing like yeah. you know yeah. So he's like maybe I should have let him, you know, put get it, put yeah. his two cents into it. Yeah. But it's nice to have that collaboration. Again, you know, during COVID, that was basically you know the I didn't do Zoom shows. Did you do any of these Zoom shows that were going on? I did a I did a few. Um, most of them weren't bad. You know, I I like I wasn't gonna stand up in my room <laughs> with like a microphone pretending I'm on stage. So. There was no way that was With happening. The drink on the table, right? Like, yeah. So I just did this. I treated it like a podcast almost. Yeah, I did a couple corporate gigs that paid well, but it was just, they were just weird. Because like I even talk about that on my on stage now. I'm like, no matter how good you do at a Zoom show, you just feel bad for yourself when you close the screen down. <laughs> it's like you close it, you're like, you just don't feel show business. Yeah, no, you don't. It's like a. I was like, like, a corgi staring at me, waiting for my show to be done. Like, <laughs> are we going I, outside? Are you done talking? <laughs> like, you know, whenever like I get heckled or something, or a show's going bad, I just think like, you know, my mother told me to graduate college, and just, you know, I'm like, why didn't I do that? I want to live my yeah. dream. Yeah. I wanted to follow a dream. Well, here it is. This is this is it. Did you uh, do Zoom? I no, I didn't do any Zoom shows. I just didn't. You know what? What people like asked me to do it, and it hurt. It hurts now, coming back into like you know the. 
I guess the reality, the real world of getting back to. I see people who did Zoom shows are getting more work because they're in with these. Now the bookers are booking regular shows, so it's like kind of hurt me that way. But I just couldn't. I could. I didn't know how to go about it. Like people like would ask me to do it, and I, like I know I saw both things. I saw people like in their living rooms with a backdrop, yeah, and a, a microphone, and they're pretending they're at a comedy club, and then I saw. People, like you said, just treating like a podcast. And I'm like, well, how do I just was, it was more my insecurity. I'm unsure of what I was going to do. So yeah. I just, I, everyone had that. Cause it was like, no one, cause there's that you're in your room. Yeah. But like the few that I did, like uh, Dustin Chafin, I had like a fundraiser. He had me on, uh, the ones I did were more than just like a comic setting up a zoom. It was like, a, okay. Like by the time I did them, like they figured out how to do it. Yeah. But once I did the last one, there was just one. The last one I did, I'm like, that's my last one. I just, <laughs> I can't. Even though it went good, my heart's breaking here. Yeah, because we're, you know, as a comic, you you're in, you used to be in front of the crowd. I mean, I, I need that. I need that that energy. I need that feedback. Um, I remember one time I filmed something. It never made it to TV, but they were going to put it like on PBS or something like that. They're going to do like a comedy um, showcase. And we performed to nobody. Like it was just, it was a camera crew and it was the other comics and it was awkward. And they're like, yeah, just pause it. Like, I guess they were going to add like a laugh track. I don't know what they were going to do, but it was like, we were performing to nobody. And this is before it was like, why don't you pack this place? And like, no, we had to make sure that the cameras are all set up and we get different angles. And, and I was like, okay. And real people. Yeah. Well, it was just the comics (laughs) sitting there waiting to go on. And every time someone went up, they left afterwards. So it was like, I was more towards the end. And there was like nobody. And then when the finally the last guy got on, my dad actually came down. Um, because I asked the guy run, I'm like, my, my dad, can he come watch? It's like, yeah, he can come watch. It was just me and my dad, and this poor guy had to do his 15 minute set in front of just us and the camera crew. And I was like, oh my god, this is like, how do you? This is torture. My chest just got warm hearing that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that that bo- that bombing feeling, that just <sighs> that warmth that comes over you. You're like, oh. yeah, what do I do now? It's like you know, but it was. And you don't even, you're not even bombing. It's just, there's no one to bomb to. Right. You know, because what it was, it was a bunch of city comics. They all had to get the train. That's like the best excuse. I'm like, oh, you know, Long Island guy with a car. I'm like, I, can't, like, I, just, I just want to take a train home once. You know, excuse. <laughs> but that's why they put us on last, because the Long Island guys, they put on towards the end. And, you know, as they were going, there was less less and less people. And never saw the light of day. I, mean, I didn't think it was gonna. I think it was going to. To be honest, like the way they were filming it, usually comedy's got to be in front of a, a crowd. That's why it works so well. Yeah, it's, yeah. Otherwise, you know, just have you talking into a microphone to, to nobody. That's why I guess when I heard of the Zoom shows, I actually thought of that, and I was like, eh, I don't know if that's my, that's what I want to do. But I it was just know. interesting seeing people on their. It's like it was funny. It was like you're like a week into COVID. And we're, yeah. like people were like already savages. Like they God. they bought a ticket to a Saturday night Zoom show. A lot of people are sitting on their couch, nice treating it like a show. People are on their bed with potato chips. You're like, really? <laughs> oh, we like, got people got comfortable real quick uh, during real COVID. Quick, it was, yeah, being publicly like just slobs. Yeah, that was it was like a welcoming. Like I remember because I you know I do WW, and when they first announced like okay it's going to be two weeks. People were like, two week vacation. I'm going to eat whatever I want. Like, and it's just like, it was like, a lot of people were just like, it's almost like they took laws away. Like, you know, what would society do? Would we start killing each other, robbing? Like, it was, 
yeah. you give people a little leeway and it's like it's like almost oh, a whole new game. So people got like real comfortable like sitting at home with no pants on in front of a camera screen, you know. Yeah. And how many listings did you see? People stood up and their pants were off or like they were walking by naked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bathrobes. Like yeah. you're it's, you're in a bathrobe at the show. Like yeah. <laughs> would you would you come to the show in a bathrobe? <laughs> my nephew my nephew Rocco, um through my nephew Lucas's class. He was his class was on uh, you know, Zoom. He took my sister in law's bra and he put it on and he started dancing behind my nephew Lucas while the class was going on. <laughs> and he's going, Look at my boobies, look at my boobies. And this is during school, that at school now. You know, it's it's uh... <laughs> What about the amount of teachers that got caught being inappropriate like while class was going on? Oh my god. You're just like like you just people just lost their minds. It's like, bro, you're teaching, man. <laughs> like how can you control a class though over Zoom? Like it's one thing if someone's in front of you and saying, No, you gotta behave yourself. Right. Now you're talking to a computer. That person's still not doing I would lose my mind. I would have like I would have flipped out. I would have gotten fired. That would have been I like the genius teenagers <clears throat> that figure out how to make like a looping video of themselves. Yeah. And just play it and they acted like they were in class. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids should have got A's just for creativity. Yeah, someone's always gonna come up with something that, you know, it's it's you know, it's gonna be like a looping thing and you think back like to the eighties, the way they would like get out of classes, like paper mache heads and stuff like that. Now it's just like it's more high technology. Uh, but yeah, I, that's all you really have to do is you, you make take like a thing of yourself. There's, there's apps now you can make reels, so it's just like every once in a while you blink, you go like this, <laughs> like that. I think the Zoom comedy is over though, right? Nobody's doing that anymore. No, I don't see any. No one's doing Zoom comedy anymore. It's just or outdoor like, comedy. That was pretty brutal. Did you do any of that? Um, no, I didn't do any outdoor comedy. Um. Uh, I was, I got back into it like when it started doing like regular shows, but like everything was like heavily, like, you know, you had to wear a mask up to the stage and then like everybody used different microphones. Like, yeah. so I was doing that. I never got to do an outdoor show. Um, I bombed at that speakeasy in Long Island under that theater. I took yeah. a hot one. Oh really? I, I hadn't performed there. in a while. I, it was like my first time doing time in front of people. Like, what I think is I this? did like one show before that, and I just my brain was mush. Like, <laughs> like, like when you're, you know what it was is like <clears throat> a joke hit, a joke hit, then a joke didn't hit, and then you yeah. get that feeling like, uh oh. But my brain wasn't firing for a year. Yeah. So now then I just started being like I was just floundering up there. It was like I, it wasn't a bomb bomb, but it definitely was not. Not a fun evening for me or no, the audience. I, I, I can imagine. That, that was my first time on stage. Like, I remember I did, um, like, one of the local bars here wanted to do, like, a comedy night. And I was like, okay. And then I went and um, I was hosting it. And I didn't know. I, I didn't remember any of my jokes. And then I was trying to do, like, some of the new stuff that I was. It was just, like, the worst experience. I'm like, I, I felt like I'd never did comedy before. I was like, I was, I headlined. I was good at this. Like, I, I not toot my own horn, but I was, I was, people gave me money to do this at one point. Like, you know, it's like, I can't even get through a, a hosting set. Yeah. It's like, they took everything away from me. Like, you know, it's like, that's what COVID took away from me. It was like, you know, that, and it's going to be a while to get like, you know, comfortable again. And, yeah. um, I think in the end, though, it made me a little stronger on stage. Like, I don't, I don't fear. You know, after bombing again like that, I don't fear anything anymore because it's never going to be as bad as that. 
no, it's going to be, it's, it's great now. Like I've been, you know, not to the levels pre COVID, but performing a lot more regularly. Like I did a, I headlined the show, uh, two weeks ago and I wound up only doing like two jokes off my album. So like oh, nice. got a lot of new stuff, you know? So it's like, it's exciting when you realize that. Yeah. It's, it's that to me, that's one of my favorite things about comedy is, is like, you know, when you write something new, you can perform it and it does well. Which, you know, um, is like I went to ask you, like, is that like different than like when you do something like for the screen? Because you don't know right away what that response is really going to be. Is it like, you know, so do you do more second guessing with the screenplays? Yeah. Well, int- um, a lot of I do a lot of read throughs with uh, with the actors just to see <clears throat> how it sounds, because you could just tell if something's not working. Yeah. But believe it or not, sometimes I'll. Like, especially if I'm writing a comedy, I'll take the scenario and try and do a bit on stage with okay. it. Okay. And if it gets a laugh in that environment, you're like, this has legs. Yeah. In the, and, but also you can manipulate comedy a lot easier with editing and camera techniques That's to true. push the laugh where you can't like muscle it like that in a, on the stage, you know, but you, it is like, I've been going around to a lot of film festivals. It's been you won recently, the, right? You won a, an award. Yeah, I, I got best New Jersey short for the actually right here the New Jersey uh, Film Awards. That's awesome, man! Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. And um, runner up and a few, but just being included in the festival, I always feel is a win because they watch thousands of films. So even if you're not nominated or win, like they chose you to be a part of their programming. Yeah, which means it's got something. Well, it's, it's put but, together really well. It's really done great. I mean, I know you have a background in, in, in yeah, production yeah. and stuff like that, but yeah, you, know, you made one of my that. favorite videos ever, which I don't know how the, the thing didn't go viral, which is the Italian comic. I mean, I yeah. tell everybody about this. I show everybody this because, you know, I hang out at a cigar lounge and, um, you know, Matadors and Massapequa, I'll give them a shout out. And a lot of these people like that, you know, they always ask me if I know these Italian comics. And I'm like, my I, my eyes like roll into the back of my head. I'm like, oh, God damn. Again, it's like, I'm like, it was sauce of gravy. And I've shown a couple of people the video and they love it. I mean, I'm like, I don't know how this thing is not viral. I think it's, it's, it's a conspiracy. Like Might they all got together. Inside baseball. <laughs> yeah, it is, but like, it's not like they go, people go like, so every time someone knows I'm a comedian, the first thing they do is they bring up one of these comics names. And I'm like, no, like that's not who I, I don't aspire to be that person. Yeah, that it's no, it's funny. I like when I go to a comedy club and like a comic will say they saw the video and like it, and then they try to guess who was the, like, like each part <laughs> of the character has like they're like, was that about so and so? I'm like, yep. <laughs> I I mean, I this it goes through my head like the just like the catalog of people I've worked with. It's like you know a rolling thing. I'm like, well, that's him. That's that person. That's this person. That's that person. And I I love every second of it. I, I still watch it. You know, at least once a month. I, I'd be every honest. once in a while, it gets like some play. I'll see like I, I, that's I me. A message. <laughs> <laughs> I got I, I got sent a message someone that saw it for the first time, and they're like, oh my god, how come we don't do more with this? And yeah, I I actually have an idea. I'm gonna do something with it but believe it or not one time i was at a show and there was a woman in the front row by herself there the whole show and show was done she goes oh you were great she goes i was waiting for you to come out as tommy <laughs> and i was like what and she goes no nah, i saw your the, the video on youtube and that's because she goes i saw that you were here then i saw that video on youtube and i thought maybe you did that as part of your act and i'm like 
I just told my friends, I go, if I ever tell you I'm about to do that as part of my act, you must punch me. You'll be like how Dice became Dice. It was a character he did in his act. And all of a sudden, like, you know, that's really selling your soul right there. That's that's but, selling your soul. But right. But the problem is, if I do that guy here, they're just, I'm just going to blend in. Yeah, you'll be like, <laughs> he wouldn't be. No one will know the difference anymore. I'm like that guy. Well, you know, it's funny. I had my nephew like, during COVID. Like I spent a lot of time with my nephews um, because I used to at my brother's house a lot. And I would, you know, because then all those guys are putting videos out. I would just have the kids do the thing, do the, the lines. Okay. And, like, deliver them. And they did it better. Yeah. Like, I did the Snapchat filters on their faces, like, you know, and they would, the, the voices were high. And I just said, say, is it sauce or gravy? And they, it was just sounded just as funny as they said it. Yeah. I should have posted more of them because, like, I have a, I have a bunch of videos on my phone of them doing it. You know, because I just, people always say to me, you know, you're, you're Italian, but you don't talk about a lot of that. I'm like, well, I didn't grow up, like, you know. With like you know plastic on the furniture, and we didn't sit around during dinner and argue is it sauce or gravy, you know we didn't. It wasn't. Yeah. I'm Italian, and we have those traditions, and I'll talk about my family life. But to me, like I just never wanted to get into that, and you know, a pigeonhole of one thing. Yeah, I grew up in an Italian house. My mother's 100 percent Italian. Yeah, I grew up even though I'm half Portuguese, I consider myself Italian. So that's why, and I was like half the things these Italians do, I like. Like what was it like? Uh, what's that? Um, the Italian American holiday everyone celebrates. Uh, Columbus Day. Columbus Day. I'm like, we never talked about Columbus in my Italian house once. I go, if there was going to be anyone that's going to be recognized for Italian Heritage Day in my house, it would have been Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> that's my grandmother had his mugshot next to her bed. <laughs> that yeah, was but- the Italian house I grew up in. Yeah, most of them do. Like Frank Sinatra is a living legend. That's you know, but like my grandmother liked Engelbert Humperdinck, so we she wasn't a big. She likes Sinatra, but like that's who she like more yeah. than anybody else. But it's true though. Like you know, in in these like tr- traditional Italian families, it's it's not just it, these are stereotypes. It's like anything else. It's like you know, I forget who, which comic said it, but they said it's like um, Italian blackface. It's like you yeah. know, you're you're putting like this. You know, you're doing, you're playing this character that's not really what. If anybody else did it, you'd be like, "Oh, they're making fun of my heritage and, and who I am." And it's, it's, it's to me, I don't know. It's just, I'm probably gonna get a lot of heat for this, but whatever, I don't care anymore. It's lazy. It's lazy yeah. comedy. You know, it it, is. it's like when you just pick, you know, one subject about yourself, and that becomes like a catch line, a tagline. Like I, I got away from weight jokes very early. I don't know if you know, you know, John Truson on Long Island here. I know the name. Yeah. He he books he booked governors and everything like that. Um, but he had told me early on because I was doing I didn't know any better. You, you you get laughs when you first start. I was like a year in, and he told me he's like, listen, I'm gonna give you a summer. And he goes, when September comes, I want to hit ten new minutes. I don't want to hit one weight joke. Yeah. He goes because you know when you get better and you start doing the road, every town you go to, there's going to be a big guy, and he's gonna be doing the same material. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you're going to have to stand out somehow. And it was true. Like one of the first road gigs I had, the MC was overweight and he's looking at me and he's like, sweet. Like, so what, what, what do you cover? I'm like, you're going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to cover anything you're covering. And he went up there and did like all those old things. And even on the island here, there's guys doing it. Like, it's like they make t-shirts up. It's like, you know, they, <laughs> these fat sayings. I'm like, are you serious? Like, come on, tell a joke. What about yeah, life? It's, it's, it's lazy. Yeah. That's like the, like the we were talking about the Italian comics that do that uh, yesterday at the film festival. Me and Gaffney, because it's always like this. Remember when? Yeah, 
<laughs> and then we used that was that that Tony Soprano line like remember when is the lowest form of conversation, conversation yeah 100% right and it, it is and it's like I actually got I had the the comment has been since deleted I think it was one of the comics that knew I was making fun of them with that but I remember getting like hate comments like it, they said you're racist against Italians <laughs> and I said I go well I know my last name's throwing you off, Fernandez, but my mother's 100% Italian, so I can't be racist against them. I am Italian. Yeah. And I think it's goes, more racist well, to do those respect jokes. respect your heritage. Yeah, we- <laughs> respect your heritage. And I'm like, and I go, it's comedy. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, if I was in a room at a meeting <laughs> making fun of Italians <laughs> like this, you may have a gripe, but obviously it's a sketch. Yeah, I mean, go with it. It's, it's you know, it's it's... Because even the beginning of it just, it's so it's great because you know the beginning of it starts like you know I, I followed Chris Rock and he gave all these videos and nobody went to the bathroom. It's like you know it's that's a true story. I opened for a guy one time, me and my buddy Joe Narvaez, who's no longer in comedy. I don't know if you remember him from back in the day. The name sounds familiar. We're on the road with this guy. Uh, we're flip flopping MC and feature spot, and he goes. Yeah, I did. Uh, he said something down like in AC. I did the whatever the Claridge. I did two hours straight. <laughs> Nobody went to the bathroom. And we're just and then we just were dying. We're like, did he say bathroom? Yeah. So then there's the late show that night. He ain't doing that. Yeah. People are like walking and Joe Narvaez <laughs> leans in and he goes, A lot of people are going to the bathroom. <laughs> and I was So that's when me and Joe when Joe was doing comedy. <laughs> We'd like message each other on social media if you posted I had a good time at the show. You're like, did anybody go to the bathroom? <laughs> like, no, dude, nobody went to the bathroom. I had a good show. Uh, it's it's true because these these comics they take themselves so seriously sometimes. Like you know, with, with, when they talk about like you know, back in the day and stuff like this. But I know one of the comics that you were talking about like doing, and I watch some of his stuff and I just shake my head. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, you were spot on with this guy. Um, you know, what else, the, the, one of my favorite things, you know, if the Italian did it, it'd be like, it'd be, it'd be over or be different. Like, you know, no, it wouldn't. Like, it's just like, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not the case. It'd be over. Yeah. Like the war be over. I'm going to get, I'm going to get Joey and I'm going to get Paulie and we're going to go over there and it will be done in like three seconds. No, it won't. Like, it's not going to be done in three seconds. Yeah. He's the only one of the guys <laughs> unnamed that I don't like it. Like the other guys were just goofy. Yeah. They were all right. But that guy, I met him. That we both know who I'm talking yep. about. I was, doing, I met him early on, and he treated me like such garbage. Same here. And like one time, it was like we're at a club together, and there's a comedian's table, and uh, they give us dinner, and he takes his dinner and like leaves and goes and sits. Like didn't even say like, hey, I want to. He just like sat away from him like. What a weirdo you are. Yeah, I met him uh, the one time I really met him. Uh, he did a guest spot at a club I was hosting for. And I just like everybody else, I went up, I shook his hand, and he just like was like not like brushing me off. And I'm like, uh, and, you know, me, I don't, I have a temper. Um, I usually don't keep my mouth shut, which is why it gets me in trouble. And I was like this close to telling him to go after himself because he was just being a total douche. Like you're doing f- seven minutes, uh, you know, just relax. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like he's like, I had to get his credit, credit and he's like, he's, and then the way he was just like brushing me off, and I'm like, okay, whatever, dude, go do your thing. And then I wasn't impressed with what he did. You know, it's yeah. like, you know. It's it's like you said, lazy. Yeah, like bedazzled shirt and like, you know, tight pants, like, you know, relax yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeves that don't fit. Yeah. Fold hey, it off. You're, like, relax. You, you relax. Know. I had a buddy of mine saw him, 
and he's uh, my buddy's you know just a civilian just goes to a fundraiser comedy shows sometimes he goes i saw so-and-so and so he's got hbo special coming out i'm like he ain't yeah. You don't got nothing coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'll bet my whole life savings <laughs> that he doesn't even have an HBO subscription. That's how much of a liar he is. <laughs> it's true. These guys, man, you come across, you know, I, how long have you been doing comedy now? Uh, I, I started, I did my first show like in the spring of 2004. Okay, so you're coming up almost close to 20 years. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. You know, I, I think about like you know, I think I I hit just hit twelve um, mm. in March, and I think about some of these characters I've come across just in that time. I mean, it's 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 insane, like you know, but it's it's this crazy business. How did you get like started? Like, what was like the thing that made you like pushed you into to doing this? Um, it's weird because like uh, I never never even dawned on me to do it. Um, I you know I'm in recovery, and I used to help. Um, be on committees for like 12 step conventions. Yeah. And like we'd put together, you know, a comedy shows. And I used to be in contact with Mike DiStefano. We used to book him a lot to okay. perform. Very funny guy. So I, you know, I got a little, you know, friendship with him, business type friendship, you know, just from booking him and being in recovery, talking like that. And then sometimes I would like MC like whatever, like a game night, but not like comedy, you know? And someone's like, you should try stand up. And I'm like, I don't know. It's, so they were pushing me to do it. So I remember I uh, I called Mike DiStefano and I was like, hey, uh, people think I should try comedy. I'm like, do you, would you mind if I emceed your show coming up this – it was like in the summertime? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I love watching people in pain. <laughs> <laughs> and it's if true. you don't like DiStefano, that's exactly – it's like <clears> – I never got a chance that. to meet him. Unfortunately, he passed away like way too early. And right when I first started doing comedy, which would suck because I remember him from, you know, Last Comic Standing and just the clips I saw of him, he was he was absolutely hilarious. Very talented guy. Yeah. So I my first show ever was emceeing for Mike DiStefano in front of 300 people at a 12-step convention. And I, I – I have actually have a cassette tape of that set. A cassette tape. Wow. Cassette tape. That's what they were recording on. They used to record speaker tapes. Yeah. They would record the comedy show and sell it. And um I did relatively good because A, I was doing it was my home crowd. Yeah. So it's like these people knew me. So it was like performing for family and friends that wanted you to do good. And I um is that oh, oh shit, hold on. There's something going on in my <laughs> Let me shut that TV off. I was like, am I hearing something? And, uh, <laughs> am I hearing something? So I, I remember like working really hard to put an act together because I was in TV. I knew that I couldn't just go up there. Yeah. Like I've been in in television film long enough to know I need to prepare for this thing. And, uh, you know, I probably did about four minutes, five minutes. And then I went to the Stress Factory open mic that following Wednesday. And I don't think I, I, I don't other than going on vacation, I had missed a week like. I just was going. That's where I met like Joe Conti at my first open mic. Actually, Mike Gaffney was the feature act in my first oh, show wow. for Di Stefano. That's how I met him. Wow. So you know Mike a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we didn't. It's funny because he had like, quit comedy back then. Did right he really? That. Yeah. Because he had two little kids and it was That's very right. tough. That's right. And I remember MySpace came out MySpace. and then we all got on MySpace. <laughs> and then he saw me on there and, he, and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing all the. And I, I was listing all my open mics like I was like a road dog, you know, but yeah. it was like 
<laughs> you know, I'll be at the uh, five thirty taco stand. <laughs> Doing five, ta- you know. Taco and then Joe. he's like, "I'm like, where you been?" He's like, "Ah, he's like, yeah, I had to quit." You know, my dad. I was like, "Listen, man, there's a lot of people that should quit, and you're not one of them." Yeah, I agree I'm with like, that. you got to come back. So I, <laughs> I sucked him back in. He's so funny, Mike. I, I love. I really do always enjoy working with him. He's just it's, it's it's a pleasure to watch. That many com, you know, there's that many as a comedian. There's that many comics you actually want to go into the room and watch. He's definitely one of them. For sure. He makes me laugh every time. Um, yeah. And he's just, he's a brilliant, great writer um, and the performer too. And um, Jersey's got a lot. Of, I mean, I guess like what you guys, it's very, com- I guess, compatible to Long Island, like the kind of like, you know, closeness, like as far as like, you know, the groups and stuff, you know, we they kind of run together, which, yeah. you know, um, it's a very parallel kind of universe, New Jersey and Long Island. And then that aspect of it. Yeah. We're all too lazy to go into Manhattan. Yep. We don't. <laughs> We don't want to go to the freaking city. We don't want to do it. Yeah, I did a lot when I was new for first couple of years, a lot, and then uh, just got lazy, man. Yeah, I, I still go every once in a while. I still go just to hang and sometimes get some spots. But I think like we got kind of like you know spoiled a little early on, especially I know I did because like when I started like you know at governors and stuff, and I saw I got passed there. It was early on. I was like six months in when I started doing like the Thursday Sunday shows there, and yeah. that's like real shows. You know, you're in front of like. Two to three hundred people on like a Thursday or a Sunday night. Like, why would I want to do this? Of course, yeah. I mean, What's like, you know, I want to go to the city to perform in front of fifteen people. I mean, like, but you know, whether you know the industry is and stuff like that. But to me, it was always about you know getting better as a stand-up, making people laugh, and really learning how to perform in front of a crowd. It's because there was nothing I could, you know. I feel like now is not that I'm I'm saying I'm great or anything, but like. There's nothing that could be thrown at me that I haven't been in front of where I can handle. I, there's nothing bothers me as far as getting in front of a crowd. Yeah, you got your sea legs, you know. Yeah, sh- I was thrown to the wolves early on, and see, it's sink or swim. And I think, like you know, the same thing, kind of maybe over there, right, with the clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. I mean, I was fortunate. Like James the Benedetto guy who owns the comedy shop, he was, he was like at my first open mic too, just as a friend of comics, and he just started a comedy room. He was running it charging nothing just setting up a show for us to perform at really because he loved comedy and it grew into the comedy shop and he was always good to us yeah because we basically just helped him get his thing going it was like we all kind of helped each other and became like like i met james whatever 16 like the first week i started i've had lunch with him like every week since oh, <laughs> like, <awesome>. it's just <laughs> like yeah i mean i met some of my best friends from from doing this like on Long Island, like, you know, John Ziegler and Brian McKenna, um, you know, Dan Barry, all these, a lot of these guys, like, you know, you just, you're it's your the, lunatic tribe. You, like, yeah. you got, like, I remember when I got clean from drugs, like, I thought I was like the only, I was like, I'm, I'm, how am I going to, I can't be like, I only related with people that did drugs. So I'm like, I didn't relate with normal people. Like, and then I get into this room. I'm like, Oh my God, you guys, you guys think like me. Yeah, we're all insane. It's awesome. This is this is great. And then then I got into comedy. I'm like, oh, you're the real psychopaths <laughs> I was looking for. You know what I mean? Like, like. <laughs> no, it's true because I never felt that I belonged more with the group of people that I do with with comedians. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's anything bad against my friends and family. it's just like it's we're just just different people. There's no other way to. It's just we're wired differently. And to get we're in- just we're honest and fun with each other. There's not that bullshit. 
small talk that you do with regular people. Like, no. ah, how's your job? You go right into it. Like, you know, you it's just right. go and you're like, what the fuck's wrong with that shirt, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like on site, <laughs> you pick that out. Ew. Yeah. It's, it's, and that's what I try to explain to people. Like comics say the worst things to each other, but the worst that you say, the worst it gets is the, the better friend you are with them. Yeah. Do you ever not turn it off when you get around regular people? You yeah, know, I mean, I get, it's too long. Then you start roasting regular people. Like, yeah, I get hey, in trouble at work every day for it. It's and like, you're like, no, that means I like you. <laughs> well, that's why I said to people, if I don't talk to you, that means I don't, I don't like you because, like, I, it's like if, but I, I get, in, you know, I get in trouble at work. That's like because, like, sometimes somebody will say something and it's just like it just comes out. Yeah, it's like it's like you know vomit. It's just like I can't control that, and I I do get in trouble a lot. Um, I get talk. I get talking to for you know. You can't be nice, like you know. And I like all right, like you know. It's 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 tough. It's like tough. Child, be nice, Anthony. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is. It's like you know, you be a little nicer to these people. You know, they got adult detention. Yeah, they put your it, desk like somewhere else. I can't answer the phone really at work. You know, they they transfer the calls. All, they, you know, they they'll screen the calls because like I even do it to people on the phone. Like I because it's just. I don't realize I'm saying it sometimes. It just comes out, and I think that's just because for so long I've been. You know, training my brain to think this way, yeah, and letting it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Joe, before we wrap it up, um, where could everybody find this series? May fourth, there it is. May fourth, right May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with day. you. <laughs> my favorite day. I love it. Um, I uh, it'll YouTube.com slash Joe Fernandez. That's Fernandez with an S. I had people tell me, like, dude, you should put it on like Amazon. You charge i'm like no i need more people to see it i don't need just five people to spend five dollars on it so you want eyes to see this thing i want eyes to see it and you know what in the comment section if you like it there's a donate button if it's a dollar five it's whatever man if you and if you don't it's the same way i sell my cd when i'm on the road i i I hang i show the cd i'm like pay pay what you want yeah and i go if you really have no money i'll give it to you because this does no good for me (laughs) it's true right you know it's better than a business card. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Because people, you know, share that and they enjoy it. Get business the word card. Out. I've seen old business cards on the ground outside of a comedy club. That's sad. I've seen my <laughs> business card on the ground. That's why I've, <laughs> I've handed it. People have taken it, and then I've actually seen them toss it when they walk out. They've taken it <laughs> yeah. from the export, and they've tossed it as they're walking away. I've seen that. So that yes, it's very. I'm Believe like, it or not, though, people have given me like twenties and fifties for this album. When I would never yeah. charge that. No, because it's like that thing. Like, yeah, they're helping a cause out. I did the same thing. I used to, um, <clears throat> I sold bracelets every once in a while with my mother's initials on them. And, and then like I did like a, her name was Lydia, but so I did like Lyd, L-Y-D. And I did Live Your Dream, like kind of like a play on the on the initials. I like that. And I donated like a lot of the proce- proceeds to the American Cancer Society. And I said, listen, give what you got. I mean, whatever it is. And people would yeah. handle, like I said, 20s, 50s. Like, oh, I got a hundred yeah. bucks from a guy once. It was like, yeah, you know. And I would take that, and I, you know, I said like I'm gonna have to the half the proceeds go to this, and people like you know when they feel like they're not pressured, they'll they'll hand they'll they'll you know it's they want to help. Yeah, I mean, there's so many ways to help the the uh, web series. It's like you can donate. You know what? If you just subscribe to it to my channel, give the thumb up, leave a comment, that helps me in the algorithm. Those are free ways to help yeah. me. Go I'll subs- take it all, but I want you to watch it. That's the key. Definitely watch it. Listen, I I would like I said Joe is uh. Nice enough to let me watch the first two episodes ahead of time so we could talk about it today. And you guys are gonna want to watch this. It's 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 hilarious. It it you know, a lot some things hit home if you're actually going to therapy. Uh it's a great take on it, very funny. 
And also, while you're on Joe's page, please go watch the Italian Masterclass because it's one of yes. the funniest videos I've ever seen in my life. We have to make that go viral. That has to be like a, a viral thing. Yeah, I would love that. Where could they find uh, your next comedy show or anything like that? You want to plug uh, that? My new website just went up, uh, joefernandez.net. Um, I didn't. I don't have all my dates on there. I just have a couple July dates, but okay. more dates I'm going to put on there. I've just been lazy because it's a new website, so I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how to get the dates in there. But you had <laughs> you the know? website. Good. We have the website, joefernandez.net. Yeah, there you go. All so right, it'll be it. in the show notes too. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll put it up in there as well, so you guys can definitely go and subscribe to Joe's page, check out his website, and definitely go watch Joe's do stand up. I perform with Joe uh, countless numbers of times, and then he's one of the funniest guys out there. So please go check him out. Thank you, man. I hope we get to work together soon. Yeah, me too, man. That'd be awesome, Joe. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight, and uh, hopefully, we get to see you soon. All right, thanks for giving me the time. Thanks, no buddy. problem, man. All right, everybody. I hit the wrong button there. Okay, what'd I do? I hit the wrong button here, I think. All right, everybody. I hit the wrong button. It happens with a live show. That's what happens when you're uh, trying to do two things at once. But everybody, I want to thank you for joining me for episode 222 of the Keep Moving Forward podcast. As always, the podcast is available at anchor.fm slash podcast. Also available on iTunes five-star rate and review definitely go and check that out as always each week we are played in and out by hollow and their single something to believe you can go to itunes and find this song my best friend nick wrote it check definitely check it out my best friend nick wrote this song you could download it on itunes and while you're there his new band demon scar they're releasing new music every month definitely go and check that out demonscar.bandcamp.com Long Island, only one place to go for your deli needs. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show, and then get yourself an Uncle Cheese, the best sandwich out there. Not just because it's named after me, because it really is just that good. Finn'sDeli.com. There'll be a bonus episode this week, talking about the Blue Dot Brunch and an awesome weekend I had. Definitely can't wait to share that with you over at Patreon.com slash Podcast. Subscribe to that. You get the bonus episode and the past episodes as well. I want to thank comedian Joe Fernandez for joining me tonight and everybody who watched live on Facebook, live on Instagram, and everybody at home on your podcast listening devices. This has been episode 222. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>